Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the Smartpreneur Podcast, our guest is Jason Sayan. Jason is the founder of I Am Saying. Please welcome Jason Sayan. Well, hi, Jason. How are you? I'm doing good, Tom. How are you? I'm great. Well, Smartpreneurs, we got a really special opportunity. I'm sure you've seen Jason all over the internet these days. He's uh, in very, very high demand, and, and we're very thankful that he's spending some of his time with us and bringing some great learnings. Uh, this week in the, in the Smartpreneur blog, uh, Jason published a, uh, an article, and uh, the title is Three Guiding Principles for Anyone in Sales. It's a really great blog, and I suggest you read it. But today we're going to dive in a little bit deeper. So, Jason, you state that um, you know people buy from people, and generally, people they like, right? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, the salesperson may not always want to be friends with that prospect, right? So, how do they build that relationship and that mutual trust? Uh, you know, without not necessarily without you know trying to create a friendship out of it, but you know, it's a business relationship. It's not, we're not going to go hang out and get beers. Can you talk a little bit about relationship building? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that, that people buy from people comes from my father. He was in sales his entire life and um, was a very good salesman, was nationally recognized at Napa Auto Parts. And he just really distilled down everything he knew to that one statement. And, you know, for me, it's, you know, it has to start with small talk. I know people don't like small talk and sometimes salespeople might have like some cheesy lines that they like to start off with, but, you know, really simple things like, you know, where's the client from? What are their interests? Uh, if they drive a unique car to the meeting, maybe ask them about that. Of course, if you're not into cars, don't go down a path that you're not comfortable with, but try to find some common ground. And, you know, they want to know that you have a vested interest in them. And the only way to build that is through trust and by getting to know them. So like when I was in retail, if someone walked in with a concert t-shirt and I was selling, you know, high-end car hi-fi or into music, I'd ask them about that concert, even if it wasn't a concert I liked, but just to find out their musical taste, which would actually help me later when I was doing a demonstration. But that would just help you find common ground. So just having a couple of questions that you can use with every client to kind of get the conversation going 
before you go down the path of actually selling them something. And the organization and the conversation can start to take off organically because you might find something you're really into, like barbecuing. And and that's a good thing because at some point they're gonna get back to why they came to see you, but now you've built a lot of trust with them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And of course, uh, you you tie that right into following up. You know, following up is really important. So as you're traveling around, you're talking to salespeople, you know, what are you seeing out there? Are, are salespeople consistently following up? And if they are, how are they, how are they staying on track to make sure they do that? Yeah, and, and I get this question a lot. Um, something I've always prided myself when I've been in sales is my follow-up and follow-through. And even as someone who, you know, I, I teach and consult about process, I wouldn't say I had this clearly defined process like I did steps one through 10. It was just embedded in, in my brain that when I met someone and then I told them I was going to follow up, I would tell them exactly when it was going to be and I would make sure that I did it. Nowadays, we have software to help keep us on track. So any good organization with a sales team should be using a CRM and that CRM can be the basis for that. But what I find is a lot of salespeople kind of let the tail wag the dog, meaning they're they're waiting for things to come at them to respond and it's not good if a client is asking for that proposal when you had just met with them and told them you were going to give it to them so that comes from having a lack of process and a lack of standards so uh, by standards i mean does your company have a standard of when we meet with a client we turn a proposal around in 24 or 48 hours whenever i have those conversations with clients they say well that's impossible every situation is different i get it but you should have a standard in place so you can manage the exception rather than being managed by them. And by the way, being upfront with the client after that meeting, telling them, hey, listen, I'm gonna build this proposal like you're looking for based on everything we spoke about, you can expect to have it by X. And then going to your CRM or your calendar and creating the task and setting the deadline for it. And it's just that simple. Some people are able to do it by memory. Um, I, I'm able to do a lot of this stuff by memory, but. If you start to build up a big client base and have lots of meetings, it's hard to keep track of. Um, so when I have like for me, when I have a meeting with a client on Zoom and they're interested in seeing a proposal and doing some follow up, I take note of that after that meeting. I schedule time on my calendar to do that follow up and then I make sure that it's in line with when I told them they can expect it by. Um, and that helps build credibility and goes back to feeding number one. Right. Yeah, Small absolutely. talk's great, finding the common ground, but if you can build credibility in yourself, um, this is just one way to do that. That's that's great. You're absolutely right. Uh, I know, uh, you know, I live and die by my calendar. You know, I, before I go to bed at night, I look at tomorrow, and then when I get up in the morning, I look, I look again to make sure nothing's changed. And um, uh, here in the household, so to speak, uh, I've got my business calendar shared uh, with my well, with my wife as well, so she knows exactly what what's going on during my day, and it really works out well to have that that scheduled and that follow up, and everybody's on the same on the same page. Yep. Well, the the, uh, the the blog leads into a, another area which I find uh, uh, very interesting uh, in terms of a challenge as to how to handle. Um, you know the 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 smartpreneurs out there. Uh, for all of us and, and you that, that are in the systems integration business, you know, our customers expect us to know, to really be up on the technology, right? So that's great. But, you know, you don't always know everything. In fact, you know, it, it's very different than, 
than the kind of the retail uh, AV days, you know, where you had a turntable and a, and a receiver and a pair of speakers to talk about. Systems integration business, you've got 13 to 16 different disciplines that you are expected to kind of know everything about. So one of the challenges that Jason talks about is the ability to say, I don't know. Uh, so Jason, um, how can they get comfortable saying that? How would you recommend they get comfortable saying that? That's probably the best way to, to put, phrase that. And then um, why is it so important that they, they're, they're able to say, you know, I don't know, versus, uh, you know, just kind of uh, winging it, so to speak? Well, it, we, we really can't wing it today like we used to. So back when I was in retail, this was pre-internet, and I'm a lot younger than I look, but it wasn't really that long ago. But customers came to us because we were the gatekeepers of information outside of a, a magazine or like a mail order catalog. If they wanted to know the latest and greatest, whether it was car hi-fi or home hi-fi or automation, we were the place they had to come to, right? And then, of course, as the category got bigger, there was more competitors, but now they can get that information everywhere. And unfortunately, a lot of it's misinformation. So they can be at a friend's house over the weekend, hear their friend ask, uh, you know, one of those uh, voice devices to turn on music in their house. And they think, I want a smart home with whole house audio, but that's completely different than what we might be selling them. And so it's important that first, we're not going to know everything. We don't know how all these things work. We have technology changing in front of us, you know, weekly. Um, the other thing is we have these new categories popping up all the time that clients may ask us about, like wellness and energy and power and light fixtures. So um, it, it's impossible to know everything. So you have to get comfortable with that. What you have to get comfortable with is first, as a salesperson, you should be trained on the experiences that your company does offer. So really understand the experiences. And I like to say experiences because it's not products. Experiences are lighting control. They're a cinema or a theater, they're whole house audio, right? Those are the all the experiences your company offers. And you should be trained on those to know, you know, not the technical deep aspects, but basically what it takes to pull those things off and how to actually sell them. Because that's what builds credibility. But if the client hits on an area that you just simply don't know, maybe it's a technical aspect, or maybe it's a, a new part of the category you're not just well trained on, just be honest and tell them, listen, this is something that's new, um, you know, and be, be transparent. That actually goes back to point number one of building credibility. But this also ties into point number two, which is you can say, you know what, I don't have that answer but that's a really good one and I'm going to find out for you and I will get back to you tomorrow. And so that again, helps build that credibility because if you follow up with them, when you say you were going to, and you give them the answer um, again, you're instantly building credibility with that client. You're also educating yourself because now you found a, an answer to a question that you didn't know, which is going to help you later on in the project. Um, so it's, it's always good to just get comfortable with it because it's impossible to know everything, especially these days. You should be trained on what your your company offers, right, and the services. But um, just be comfortable and, and use it as an opportunity. I I still to this day get afraid presenting in front of a group, even though I've done lots of in person and virtual presentations. But I'm always afraid of the question I can't answer because I don't want to be found out. But at the same time, it's a great opportunity because if they tell me something that I don't know, it's a way for me to get back with that person, maybe sell them my services or just help them in general. And so I always look at it as a side of it's an opportunity when you don't have the answer and you just 
you just got to get comfortable saying you don't know. That makes sense. And, you know, it humanizes you as well. It endears you to that person, especially when you call them back or you or you send that email back to them and you, you actually do what you say you're going to do, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I can probably 90% of the time I've been in a situation where I didn't know an answer and I followed up with it. There was future business to be had from that opportunity because it just it built credibility. And, and we can all anyone that's listening to this and, and watching can probably relate to that time where they were, you know, inquiring to someone about their services, had a couple of questions and they literally never got back to them and therefore yep. they never used them. And so we have to think about that side of it as well. Makes sense. Well, thank you, Jason. No problem. Thank you again for the opportunity, Tom. Of course. Well, Smartpreneurs, uh, thanks for joining us this week on the Smartpreneur Podcast. Uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in and, and watching. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Jason, uh, let's ask him what the best way for that to happen would be. So, Jason, what uh, what is your website? How should they get a hold of you? Yeah, they can go over to IamSam.com, and they can reach out through the contact, uh, contact Us page or also find us on LinkedIn and send us a direct message. Fantastic. Again, Smartpreneurs, uh, you can always go to simplyreliable.com and click on the Resources tab, and there you'll see the Smartpreneur blog as well as the Smartpreneur podcast if you want to catch up on any of these. Uh, we're now in our second season of the podcast and third season of the blog, so there's lots of great info up there. But until next week, uh, thanks for tuning in. Keep selling and um, make relationships. Follow through with what you're doing. And don't be afraid to say, I don't know. We'll see you next time. Have a great day.